0: You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at Nerdtonomedia.com Broadcasting from the Blanchard Center. This is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM. Community radio for Dublin 15.
1: Everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor
0: on the Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling.
1: And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday. Here on Phoenix 22.5 FM. But of course, it's Sunday the twentieth. If you're checking us out live here on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, all those places, that's where you can find us the Wrestling Rewind, the Wrestling and Nair to Nomedia. media.com Um, welcome to the show. My name is Darrell O'Connor, and of course, I'm joined by the one, the only, the reigning, defending, undisputed one and all, Martin Herty on your birthday. Martin Hertings, how are you?
0: How's she gotten? I picked the week fears of Paddy's amuncious. Day, fierce, fierce, communctious. <laughs> I picked the week of Paddy's Day and my birthday to get COVID, so I'm I'm in a mood.
1: <laughs> oh man! Well, look, we've all been there. Uh, it it visits everybody now, so it's... super immunity unlocked. So you know, at least at least there's that, right? <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, the bullets uh, bouncing off me. Oh, man, it's it's not fun though. It really isn't. So speedy recovery anyway. But it sucks. that's on your birthday and Paddy's Day. So hopefully yeah. you had a few.
0: I did, yeah, that I did uh, once I, I kinda got the clear, uh I had friends came around then on stuff. Friday night Saturday night, Friday night. And um I was actually surprised I didn't know it was happening, so it was a good job I'd gotten the, the negative that uh, yeah. that morning. Yeah. Oh, and man. uh we, did, we had we a few drinks. I don't know if it was still the lingering effects of COVID or, or maybe we just went a wee bit too hard, but it was it or maybe just the fact that I'm a year older. It was a particularly ferocious hangover on Saturday.
1: Oh man, yeah, I did miss a gig and everything as a result of it playing. I'm like, sorry, lads, can't uh, can't show up. The old Rona decided to pay a visit, so <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. oh, it sucks. It sucks. But uh, yeah, look, it is what it is. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better now, anyway. And look, sure didn't you have 100%. didn't you have the worst WCW pay per view of all time? To and keep that the company? is saying something.
0: <laughs> worst oh, WCW, but... worst possibly worst pay-per-view
1: I have heard there's, there's one that's apparently worse, like Heroes of Wrestling I
0: think it's called, I've never actually so, seen it I've I've seen um, reviews of Heroes of Wrestling same, I've never actually I, watched it clips of it, yeah, I, I don't think I could even sit and watch the but I sat and watched this, you know so, I mean
1: we will get into this uh in graphic detail, folks. If you're checking out for the first time on YouTube and Twitch, please do subscribe. Uh leave a like that helps the channel out a lot. Um if you're listening to us on Phoenix at 2.5 FM, you don't have to do anything. But we would appreciate if you went over and liked the, either one of the channels, because that would be great. There to know media, um, the wrestling as well. So last before we get into this, man, we have to talk about a topic which we mentioned. Last week, and then I uploaded a video as well after the news was confirmed. Scott Hall unfortunately didn't pull through and did pass away, so obviously, we do a review show based twenty years ago, mainly, and Scott Hall shows up a lot and it's just crazy yeah. to think you know it really is a tough one for a lot of people in the rest of the community and even outside it. Uh, a couple of uh, a couple of YouTubers YouTubers I watch randomly just have a clip of Scott Hall at the beginning of the show this week, and I'm like, wow, his
0: impact. Yeah. No pun intended, obviously. Um, it is amazing. But well, uh, I mean, even outside of wrestling, like he would have been, you know, a kind of a a source of inspiration maybe for people dealing with issues like addiction and that. You know, oh yeah. obviously he'd overcome or overcome is maybe too strong a word, but he certainly. You know, became we better. It. Yeah, toward, we yeah, towards it, yeah. the towards the end of his life. It's wild though,
1: man. Like it's you know, it, it it's a week later. It, it's and it's still just like, well, wow, we're in a world that Scott Hall isn't. You know.
0: Yeah, and and given that our last show we recorded when we'd known the life support had been turned off, um, and people were kind of just. Saying it was a matter of time, um, so we didn't really know when we went live, we didn't really know what way it was going to be. And I think it was only even a few hours after we finished the show, maybe that, yeah, the next morning, that
1: no, that next morning actually. When we, yeah, because uh, that's what I was like, right, before I update this, and I updated it for for the YouTube channel, but obviously it wasn't on Phoenix because we had already taped the show the day out, uh, day before that yeah. it was announced, you know. so It sucks. It really does. And even in our intro there as well, Scott Hall's all over it. And you're like, wow, you know, that's, I suppose that's how you live forever. That's immortal, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like
0: we, we, we went over like in good detail last week, sort of his career and his life and his impact, uh, not just in the ring, but the impact he had sort of uh, behind the curtain in terms Mm. of contracts. But generally, the, the, like from the wrestling community, from like the people who actually knew him, the consensus seems to be that the guy had had his uh, demons, but he himself was was a great, a great guy, gen- generous person, a great guy, and <laughs> absolute mighty crack.
1: Oh man! Well, look, you know, if you guys haven't checked it out, please do check out the show from last week, um, where we kind of go into this stuff in detail. But we just wanted to say, you know, that's why it was a little bit different last week. We didn't, we didn't know, you know, so. Yeah. obviously yeah. you know R.A.P. 2 Scott Hall and yeah. Yeah. You,
0: and if, if you're looking if you're looking for something outside of uh, outside of his wrestling stuff to watch and I think like Twitter all week has been telling you about you know classic matches of his you should go back and watch Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for something outside of that he is a big part of the resurrection of Jake the Snake yes it's a documentary on Netflix yep. it's yep. well worth watching absolutely Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, look, let's get into this. Um, WrestleMania is soon, man. I don't know because I don't care, but we are going to cover it. Uh,
0: it well, uh, do, do you know? Did oh, you hear I the, the yeah, latest? I did, yeah.
1: This so is another reason why I don't care.
0: <laughs> we will be covering the roads to WrestleMania.
1: We will be covering <laughs> the roads to, Star, to Stardust. The return <laughs>
0: of Stardust. But here's here's the thing. WWE have a huge opportunity here. Like, if they bring Cody in, and I mean, so here's the expectation. They'll bring him in, it'll be a big fanfare, he'll be in a run for a month, then he'll get bait by Roman, and then he'll be back down to the, the mid-cards, and then before you know it, he'll be chasing the 24-7. If they don't do that, if they can bring him in in a really big way, Keep them hot, keep them elevated, keep them at the top of the card. Mm. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good advertisement for WWE to AEW as to why their wrestlers should come over to them or why they shouldn't leave. You know, but I mean, did, did they have that in them <laughs> to do it? All
1: I know is that they're looking forward to when Roman Reigns pick is holding those two belts at the end of WrestleMania. Do you think it's going to be Reigns? Ah yeah, ah yeah. There's an unsure. It has to be. Has to be. Now, is
0: I, uh, is uh, Lesnar, then, is he taking another year-long hiatus after that? Or? Maybe.
1: I just, I don't see the, you know, even though they're not they're not young fellas, it makes more sense to give Roman Reigns that massive push and cement them as the greatest of all time for WWE, even though that's... Look, I like Roman Reigns. I always have.
0: He's um, had that belt for two years, though. I mean, if you yeah. don't... If he doesn't drop it to Lesnar, who? Nobody. With Cody? <laughs> no. <laughs> Cody be wearing that
1: Stardust costume. When he walks in, they're probably like, Cody, look, we have it for you. <laughs> oh, God, I'd love it so much. It'd be amazing. Um, other than that, Raw's going to be even... And apparently he is signed to Raw. And yeah. That, that's going to make that show even more
0: insufferable to watch. So... Um, but look, well, it'll be interesting to see how he is portrayed when he doesn't have, you know, the level of creative control he did in AEW. Stardust. <laughs> 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 like, that's
1: what's going to happen. I'm telling you, man. He'll be, he'll, he will get a bit of a pop for a while and then he'll be come out with Stardust and I'll be like, brilliant. Or even, look, look. all joking aside, dashing Cody Rhodes was amazing. Jesus. I... I, I...
0: I didn't see a lot of Dashing Cody Oh, Dashing
1: Cody Rhodes was incredible. He came out with the bags, these plastic bags, and everyone who he thought was ugly, he just put them over the heads. <laughs> didn't he had damaged Cody Rhodes, where he got injured and he wore a mask.
0: Oh, I, I know he wore the... Uh, well, it was... Phantom of the, the Opera mask kind of Phantom thing. The, yeah. oh, everyone, everyone called it the uh, American Psycho mask.
1: But I was like, no, that's an ice pack. An ice pack, yeah. No, but as I said, like th- those gimmicks were cool, and I would personally resurrect either one of those. Because it's cool, but he has that stupid tattoo on his on his thing now, so he needs to get that removed.
0: What if WWE put a big polka dot over they
1: should, it? Should yeah, just cover, him just in cover polka it, just cover or even just a big blue dot over it the whole time, <laughs> like, like they did with Christian. Because um, that's you know, uh, it's it is the worst tattoo in the history of the planet. Um,
0: well, it's do you know what? It's a bold statement. It's definitely a commitment to your own brand. <laughs> You know.
1: Nobody likes and nobody wants. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? No, I, I, I'm enjoying this, though. I'm like, well, Cody, he <laughs> had a position where you could you could literally be the king of your own castle and you traded away.
0: And your no two reason. TV shows and your terrible wife had a job. Actually, she's not. Brandy Rhodes is by all kind a Lovely person, yeah. This is in the ring. No, but obviously,
1: does, look, obviously, what we're saying, these
0: comments are not aimed at the people, yeah, they're, they're aimed at, at, their,
1: at their professional yeah. output, which is <laughs> exactly horrendous. Like,
0: because apparently, even Brandy did a lot of great work, um, you know, in terms of that heels uh, thing for women in wrestling. She'd have yeah, set but up,
1: she's button. still terrible in the ring. And yeah, she's off, she's, she's terrible. Like, again, look outside the ring, obviously, this is not what we're talking about. I mean, like, as actual output goes, Brandy Rose and Cody Rhodes are just not. Good.
0: <laughs> They're just I, not good. Well, here's the thing: is I really like Cody as a wrestler. I I, I will I, miss him.
1: I think he can be. I mean, when he's given like again, damaged Cody Rhodes, dashing Cody Rhodes was absolutely fantastic. Stardust as well. Legitimately, I thought it was cool for what it was. It was like a weirder, darker version of Goldust. But. In AEW, he he just was like, okay, fair enough. He's doing his list thing and going through, and that was cool too. And but with Brandy, she's Cody's wife, and that's it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, cool. Well, what do you bring to the table? And you know, WWE didn't sign her.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nor would they. Um, and I'd say if Cody does come back to AEW at some point, which I imagine he will. uh I, I wouldn't say she's coming unless she's coming purely as a as a valet you know as, well, as this a kind valet
1: of... like that's fine you know valets do have their place the weird thing about it is the reason why Cody left is such a is such a pe- and look it is petty in, in my personal personal pe- opinion where it's like he there is reports again this is coming from the Observer where it's like look he left because of all the inf- and I did kind of see this coming I'll be honest with you the influx of you know
0: Danielson, Punk, Black, you know. But if you're Cody Rhodes and you're like, you know, from a big wrestling family, surely you look at those guys coming in and you're just rubbing your hands thinking, this is going to be it. amazing. Look at yeah. the guys I get to work with. Uh, but
1: apparently, he, he, and again, this does come from the observer, he would, the frustration was he wanted to get paid something similar and it's like, no. <laughs> that was kind of it and it's just like, what level of like... and self-awareness do you just need to ignore to like think that you're on that level of a daniel Bryan or punk punk is making ridiculous money because he's worth ridiculous money exactly he's making crazy money and he's also a massive drop listen i would not watch cody rhodes for free (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't and i don't i actively skip him when he's on the television Punk, mm. I will actually sit down and watch and be like, "Okay, this is amazing." Even when he's coming out and doing his uh, Walmart Greeter Phil thing, I was still happy to see him. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, I'm like, "Listen, unless you're wearing that Stardust costume, I don't care." You know, <laughs> okay. so
0: well. Here's the thing: is I, I, I really liked him. I liked him as a wrestler. I liked his character. What I don't understand is that the money thing. It must have been just a pure ego move. Apparently, he's- it was. And look again, this isn't. This is not
1: our opinion. This is what. It seems to have happened. It wasn't... Even yeah. though, he felt slighted by...
0: Because in terms of his... Mo- I mean, he wasn't earning pennies. Mm. He was also an EVP. I assume that comes with some sort of... Some kind
1: of a ...different
0: salary or... Yeah. yeah. He had two bloody shows on TNT. He had a certain amount of creative control. Uh, you know, the ear of the boss being an EVP and all that. Mm. And he was... I mean, I thought... And again, I know... People have disagreed with me, you know, whether this was deliberate or not. I thought he was on the cusp of an all-time world-class heel turn. Mm. I thought he was on the absolute, I thought that wave, that crest of that wave had just peaked and it was just about to break uh, and and then he left. So it, it, like the only thing I can think of is that it was pure
1: sure. ego. Apparently that's what it was. And look, it's unfortunate again, like yeah, he'll show up at WrestleMania. Apparently it's show up night two at WrestleMania. That's what the that's what I'm hearing from from um saying apparently. Yeah. But um we'll have to see. And obviously we're gonna cover it. I think it's next it's not next week, I think it's the week after, like the first and the second or no. The first and second yeah, no, the second and the third, I think that's what it is. I'm not 100 percent sure. Is it? Is it that quick? I th- yeah, it's soon anyway. I think it's within because it, it was on SmackDown. Brock was like, "I'll see you in two weeks." Oh, okay, so yeah. It's either
0: it's either well, next week or the week after. I, I gotta tell you, man, this is so. If it wasn't for this show, um, after the Royal Rumble, if it wasn't for this show, I wouldn't have been watching Mania at all. Fair, Um Fair. and uh, Cody is the only thing now that. Like again, if it wasn't for this show, Cody's the only thing that would actually made me tune in. You know, I yeah, would've.
1: no, that's fair. Like as I said, there's no, there's no, there's nothing that I can recommend on WrestleMania that I want to see, except for Austin and, uh <laughs> excuse me, Austin and Owens.
0: Yeah, but. I was mad to see that on because they they hyped that up as if it was going to be a match, and now it turns out it's one of those. Interview segments.
1: Yeah, where Austin stuns everybody and beers yeah, everywhere. Yeah,
0: it'll turn into a like a, a a maybe a brawl and a stunner, but they had kind of hyped people up for a match. A match,
1: yeah. You know, and yeah, it's look, it's WWE over promising under under delivering. But look, we'll put it, we'll put a pin in that because we are, yeah. we are, yeah. we do have quite a show, folks. <laughs> we really do. Uh, so look, if you haven't sh- seen this again. What we say happened on the show, right? We're not BSing you. We're not lying. There's loads of videos on. I actually watched a good one there from What Culture, um, the good, what about 20 minutes ago? Just to kind of see what the story was again to see if, if it was as bad as I thought it was. And then Brian and Vinny had some uh, outside stuff as well, which is pretty cool, which I'll mention I, we're talking I, about.
0: I listened to, uh, after I watched the show, I listened to Tony Schiavone's, or Tony Schiavone's, um, how do you pronounce that? Shivani. Shivani. Tony Shivani, yeah. right. Ski-Avone, as Jericho used to call him. Uh, I listen to his podcast because he's commentating on the show. Oh, man, so I
1: need to watch that. Oh, I listen I'll to listen him go to through us, it
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. in detail, and oh, he man. is just... He's like, I don't even like watching this. It brings me back to like just the worst possible time of my life. Everyone was miserable. Yeah. This company was dreadful. It was going down the toilet. Yeah. like. It's just well, look, livid. I, I so
1: I, I'm glad you did a bit of background reading as well because there there's so much going on here. Again, I watched this cold. I watched this absolutely cold, just stuck it on. Uh I, I knew because we had talked about it, I was like, Oh man, you're in for a treat because of the the Judy Bagwell thing and the the you know, that alone is enough to sell you on it. But um I watched it cold. And there's some morally reprehensible things said by uh, Mark Madden oh, on the show. Oh Lord! And it's he is. it's genuine. Look, I even though it's a gimmick and it's a story or whatever, he
0: says some horrendous things. He Hor- doesn't even things on He doesn't even have that because you can look back now at like stuff uh, Jerry Lawler used to say, yeah. and it's maybe a bit cringy now in this day and age, but it's still. It kinda has a a, a playful a element playful to it. it, to or, it. Yeah, or a when, cheeky element when to Mark it. And Mark Manson just sounds like a predator. That's it. Oh
1: my god. It comes off very predatory. That's what I thought too. Yeah. There's a bit in this specifically where he's
0: like It just made my skin crawl. I'm like, bro, what yeah. are you saying? He like, so so Jerry call Jerry Lawler sees like, you know, a a beautiful uh female wrestler and he's like A-O, wink wink nudge nudge and yeah. then Mark Madden is like I would physically assault that woman it's it's, it's
1: just and you know oh. Martin you're, you're not even like it's he says he said stuff like that on the show and you're like what are you doing oh it's it's it, it look it's just crazy it's just crazy and again like there were just times when you know obviously we built a bit of a tolerance to this because we're used to it but there was he I can't remember where it was, but he's like, and that tramp with someone, and you're like, what?
0: Oh, you just, God. What are you... you what? And then, <laughs> like, obviously we'll get to it, but when it came to the, uh,
1: the mud uh Stacey Oh
0: uh, he just lost the run of oh, himself it altogether. Was,
1: it was so predatory, it was unreal. And look, look, we're not we're not stuck in the mud, whatever,
0: but it's just like... I don't know, I'm no saint, like, uh, but, particularly... Stacey Keebler like that I mean, was that was my girl when I was a teenager you know I mean, like,
1: and the match was mud rip off the clothes match right that's what it was called and King has you know as you said later there was a an evening gown pill match that we covered uh, in Armageddon 1999 where King kind of lost his mind too but it was still kind of playful in a sense the way it came across with Mark Mann, I don't know what it is I think it's just that delivery you're like oh my god like this is so creepy. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable it, it, for everybody Lawler's, involved
0: here. Lawler's delivery is like high pitched and excited, you know, like a puppy that's lost the run of itself. Yeah. Whereas Madden's delivery is like you know seething, like yeah, he's yeah. sitting there a balling it. Like it's you it, know,
1: dude, it's just so creepy, and I'm glad you said it because that's what it that's what it felt like for me when I'm watching it. And it'd just be like these ra- It wouldn't be co- it wouldn't be all the time, but it would be constantly true to show where you're like. Oh my God Mark what are you? what are you doing like just yeah. dial it back a bit and like Tony Schiavone was there hyster- he even says it he's like, what are you saying? <laughs> and he just stops him and he's like, what are you saying? you know so I don't blame him like and again there was no but no. it, it, it does kind of encapture a point that I was gonna make and apparently it's true um there was no oversight nobody nobody said to them not to say this. no one said to them not to do that. no one said, hey, you know, maybe tail it back a bit. Vince Russo was in the back pushing this kind of stuff and booking it. And you're like, okay, well, you're doing your job and it's just, it's just very jarring. Like it hits you right. And obviously we're in 2022 and things are a bit like, this would never fly now. You know, rightly or wrongly. You would be out the door. Like the the comments that Mark Madden made. Now, obviously you said in character, it's not actually his comments, right? But I mean, Jesus, like, yeah, he would be cancelled so fast it would make your head spin.
0: Um, and it was even like you say, as much of the comments as the the delivery, the like, delivery, yeah. like the like uh, Stacey Keebler, would, I think, went for like a a, a roll pin, up pin, a pin at one stage. Oh man, and, he's and like, oh, her, it's the best
1: pin I've ever her seen. Her ass
0: was in the air, yeah. and he was just like, leave the camera there. <laughs> oh Jesus, <laughs> I was man! Like, what are you Jesus. doing? Just
1: please stop! Please stop! Like it was just oh it was like again look if you think we're making this up folks we are not we are not making this up this was what was said on the show and it was wild anyway so look speaking about this obviously there was it it started off actually okay Uh, and again i uh i like tree count i thought tree count was a cool gimmick uh tree count and the young dragons in a golden gold record ladder match now I don't know why there was a gold right now we don't watch the show in between, and even apparently, I actually went back and had a look and said, Did this make any difference was would this have helped? No, apparently, it didn't help at all because stuff just happened on this show. So again, for context, this happened in August thirteenth two thousand Vancouver, British Columbia, so in Canada. the attendance was six thousand now, my first point on this, when I actually started watching this match,
0: a lot of well, empty seats. Just before you go on to the match, so the attendance was 6,000. Yes. Now, so this is one of the things I picked up from listening to the Tony Shavoni. It was uh, all paper, website. wasn't it? So the attendance was 6,000. They actually sold about 4,500 tickets. Yeah. But they gave out more than, so they they comped for free more than 3,000 tickets. Apparently 56% of the people who got free tickets didn't even show up. And you know what, you can see that because the first thing I noticed
1: when I watched the show was, jeez, on the hard camera side, a lot of energy. <laughs> and the thing about it, on the hard camera, right, it's very, very, I don't know if you've been to wrestling shows, Martin, like that are or, or shot for TV? Never. Right, so me and Gary used to go to a lot of uh, a lot of wrestling shows, and um, we went to SmackDown and Raw. You know, because they they used to do them together. So you go see Raw, you fly over to Manchester, Liverpool, whatever. Go go to Raw, and then you'd watch SmackDown the next day. Now SmackDown never actually sold. Uh, the same as Raw. You know, you pick up uh, the cheap seats, so up on the bleachers, for like thirty. Well, actually less. Probably like twenty twenty pounds. Right. Yeah. And then for twenty pounds, we get you like basically hard camera or ringside on SmackDown. And how that would work is you'd buy the cheap seats, and then they would basically no one would turn up. They'd just make the arena smaller and smaller and smaller, taper off a lot of it, tarp a lot of it off, and then move all the people to where the camera was going to be. So that's the way they used to do. I don't know, but that was the way it was, and then we'd go over. So I'm very, very used to how they actually tape in empty arenas right and also in Impact when they did their tapings as well they had they they had had a similar problem so what they do is they tarp off half the arena which WCW did do and then move everybody together but obviously that takes some planning apparently this wasn't done here they just <laughs> had everybody sitting where they were supposed to be sitting and there were massive gaps in this arena because of it and it was very off-putting because I'm like can they not
0: can they not move these people together and obviously as you said people just didn't turn up so. well here's the here's the thing that um, that I got the whole way through this nobody cares nobody and I cares. don't mean no I mean people Actually, who got free no, tickets didn't sorry, show
1: up sorry there is one person who cares only one though Scott There's Fanner Scott yeah. he's the only one he's the only one that shows up to work that day and he's well, the only one that cares and he tries he really people tries
0: who, people who got free tickets didn't show up the video packages in this were oh, dre- like they'd literally just been thrown together. Terrible. Um, terrible. None of the wrestlers cared. Kevin Nash, and he doesn't care at the best of times. He had some unbelievable like moments where he was literally just shouting spots across the ring. Yeah. And even the pop of the night came from like a surprise Bret Hart appearance. Who didn't carry either? My God, he walked out with his hands in his pockets, <laughs> and just like he wanted to be. Anywhere else in the goddamn world? To put this into perspective, this was at the time when
1: WWE was at its hottest ever.
0: Austin so, had just returned, apparently at the at the same time. As this. No,
1: no, Austin returned a backlash a month later. This a month was later, this okay. was the feud where uh, it was actually SummerSlam 2000. So I remember because it was the first DVD I ever bought wrestling uh, oh. DVD yeah got out with my communion money so that tells you how old well I am <laughs> um, and yeah it, it was Triple H Kurt Angle and The Rock so it was that feud and then Austin would return a, a month later at Backlash so they were red hot you know we're talking yeah. uh, TLC match was the first TLC match oh. uh, you know so uh, Shane McMahon and Steve Blackman in their awesome hardcore match and then you flip to this and you're like, no wonder nobody cared. They were just all out of ideas.
0: And it's even you see it even in the set and stuff like that. It's the same set from the previous pay per view. It's just that there's scaffolding no and yeah, there's no sand. Oh, there's, there's sand. no sand. Yeah. <sighs> um, but it's just that rig of scaffolding, and it makes the thing look so boxy, bare, and, and yeah. open. And ah, yeah. oh, it's just like so. Normally, even the worst pay per view, because like you can't tell a pay per view has been terrible till it's over. But normally, even when a pay-per-view starts, you get a pop from the crowd. The fireworks going off, you get people cheering. You know, you're just well, getting into well, the spirit well, you, of it.
1: What usually happens is, right, um, you'll have somebody hyping the crowd up going, come on, right, we're getting getting ready to go to TV. And actually, they did it in the Thunderdome as well, which is very weird to have someone in your ear the entire time saying that. Um, oh. <laughs> it's it's a very weird experience, I'm not going to lie to you. And they were piping in noise were, the whole time. Yeah, but, you know, to, to look animated, right? but what was weird sorry what normally happened is you're there and they're like right got, uh we're two minutes to tv uh get ready to go and that's when turned it on but live usually it's now well, in tna it was always jb who would say it but it's whoever like right we're going we're getting ready to go we want to hear everybody cheering and then they would right and then three to one bang and there you go and there's a big cheer right it, it's basic wrestling tv 101 like how to do it right <laughs> It yeah. wasn't done here. Nobody cared. They're like, oh, yeah. all right, well, yeah. This thing started, yeah, on. and
0: I swear to God. So the crowd was absolutely dead, even from the very start. Um, and the fireworks that they used to launch the show yeah. were put to shame by the exploding ring at Revolution. It was like it little was sparklers so, just yeah. going off. It was, oh, yeah. it was dire. We finally found dire. something that the exploding ring was more impressive than. Oh, man. It, it, you know this show
1: sums up wcw like bad wcw this this is what people think th- and you know what this is what w this is what people think wcw is and this is what wwf wanted once want you believe wcw was yeah and it's, and it's not it's unfair yeah it's, it's very unfair like as i said like you know we have watched a lot of wcw on this and if you look at what happened here the reason why this happened is because they became too much like WWE without a filter. Because all this stuff you would actually see on WWE, we have seen on WWE. We've covered. And it's just like, there's just no one saying, hey, look, you know, maybe maybe don't do that. You Rain know, really. You know? I'll
0: like, tell you the other, the other thing that ran through this uh, the whole way through this pay-per-view that really bugged me was, and this is the Vince Russo um, effect, all the smarky inside our turn like the like the commentators were constantly referring to what's a shoot yeah. and what's oh has gone off script he's gone off script um uh Tony was going on about oh this this match is it's just full of high spots and yeah. um I think when the uh when Bagwell and um Canyon were battering each other around the around the uh, like the crowd outside mm. the ring yeah he said something like oh well this is a hot angle. This is the angle they're working. Yeah. And it just, like, it, it, why are you constantly, like, the whole point of this is to be immersed in it. You don't need to be constantly pulling me out so of it. So
1: what I think happened here was the show itself didn't matter. From from what I gathered, from what, what the point of this was, the show didn't matter, which is your first problem, what was supposed to, and we were supposed to, so we were told the sh- none of the show actually mattered because it was all fake, right? Yeah. The backstage stuff, which was also fake, we were supposed to believe was real. And the whole point of the show was to tell us about the backstage stuff. Yeah. Now, um, I don't know who how they thought that was a good idea or who that was for, but basically it was, and I, I really felt bad for the lads in the ladder match because apparently one of the lads broke his leg. That I oh. broke his foot the whole time And he was working the entire match With his leg broken But imagine going out there For 11 minutes And killing yourself In a ladder match And the whole time They're like Ah this is all fake You know Don't worry yeah. None of this matters You know Commentators
0: are talking about How you're working And how you're Yeah
1: it's like Why uh, did you Okay if you're going to do that Why did you put them In a ladder match That is a dangerous match It's It's beyond comprehension You know what And another thing That really bugged me Like Really bugged me Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Lance Storm's incredible. Oh, Mike Awesome's one of the Mike best. Awesome's incredible. Oh, absolutely. He's one of the best wrestlers who just didn't get a fair shake. And they ruined that match. Ruined it. It was like I was I was I was invested in it because I'm like, I really like Mike Awesome and I really like Lance Storm. And I'm like, this is cool. Like, you know, Lance Storm looked like a champion. I loved his angle. That was great. Oh, he, and he actually got a, a massive reaction. And I loved the three belts. I was like, oh man, this is a cool and the only thing that goes wrong is the match makes no sense. And you're nope. like, what
0: is actually going Come on here? here? Go on. The other thing I want to know about it. So, New Blood Rising. Yeah. Is the New Blood angle not over at this stage? It is, yeah. What the hell is this about? I don't know. This they're, they're replaced
1: Hog uh, <laughs> uh, Wild and Road Wild. So this yeah. is when it normally be. And obviously because Bischoff isn't there. You know, they're not going to do the whole... They're not going to give them... There's no reason to indulge this. To do it, yeah.
0: That's one one thing Tony says in his podcast. He said, yeah, this was dreadful. I guess the only silver lining is, at least we weren't outside surrounded by motorbikes and racists.
1: (laughs) Oh, Shivani has the best calls here, and (laughs) he does. But, I mean, that's why this was brought in, because they had that slot, and they weren't going to go back to Sturgis. So it was like, all right, fair enough. But, man... It's very hard to find a good in this. Like, the Sting versus the Demon it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. The entrance was longer. And even... Right, when the... Ma- okay, we're just going to go through it because, you know, if we don't, we won't. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, Let's so we're going to go through it. So Tree Count opened with uh, Young Dragons and I really like Tree Count. You know, obviously, you look at the names, Shannon Moore, Shane's Helms, obviously, you know who they are yeah They're literally responsible for training with the hardy boys and then going off and doing their own thing as well right? and
0: really great at that gimmick like they knew that, oh, that, that gimmick was great. to be as terrible and as obnoxious as possible and do you know what they're so good at it yeah that when i was because i haven't seen a lot of three count they're so good at it that when i was watching it i was going is this a gimmick or is this just terrible <laughs> but here's the thing that would
1: get over today oh massively that would get over and like I would I would actually be like that's a great that's a great gimmick for young who are you know what like not not 25 let's say and then tank Abbott like just being the weird manager i'm like that could actually work really well reminds me a wee bit of the
0: uh, jericho appreciation society it's what it felt like
1: yeah it really did and it's like it's cool you know and then obviously to go into the ring and just having a great match the young dragons i wasn't familiar with them beforehand but i really really was really impressed with them and it was a shame because when the match was over well, okay one the contract thing made no sense
0: no, because there, there was two things hanging on the Yeah, roof. and it's
1: like, okay, so what did they... So for me, when I saw it, I'm like, all right, so they get a record deal. Why is a golden record there? And who... What? So do the Young Dragons want to be singers too? Like, or do which they is want it? someone else's
0: golden record? <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make
1: any sense. It's like, okay, what I would have done is a briefcase with a record contract or a WCW contract. It's like that makes it, more yeah. sense because then that yeah. way but then again you have to get over the gimmick and it has to look silly and unexpected and it's just like so the whole time i'm like right so if the young dragons grab both are they going to make an album <laughs> it's well, so
0: stupid it's here's, so stupid. here's the other thing and perhaps you can explain this to me because I, so I, <laughs> I can't i not
1: explain <laughs> any of this
0: but i'll try before i ask <laughs> i'll try go on um no, because this is something that has always confused me because WWE has actually done it recently and I've seen it done on the indies and I just... What is the rule of a ladder match? So, in this yeah. match, um, it's actually the Young Dragons who climb up and get the golden record Yeah. and then Tank Abba comes in and pushes the ladder and they fall off the ladder and he grabs the record. Yeah. So, is it you have to get the belt and then get on the ground... Because yeah, obviously sort of in um uh, what was it in uh, Money in the Bank, WWE did the thing where whoever got the the briefcase and then dropped it and then Otis was on the ground and he caught it.
1: Yeah. So what is the rule of a ladder match? Well usually what happens with the belts and WWE around this time would do it too, whenever they pulled belts down. That's the winner. Yeah. But at some point and also angle permitting it's whoever catches it when they're on the floor. So just so just say you and I are let's say you and I are fighting for the the briefcase or whatever, and I I get the briefcase, but then you knock me off and you grab it and then drop to the ground. You win, right? But it's usually I think with belts, it's when you pull them down, that's that's it because you're you're actually holding it. But when you drop to the ground with the briefcase, you get it. But then again, we've seen it as well, where when they get the briefcase, they get the briefcase. I think it's angle permitting. Whoever's, yes. if, 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 For example, I think w- the rule of thumb is if it's two people on a ladder and they knock the person off and they get it and they, they hold it and secure it. I think it's I think it's securing, actually, when they secure it, it's theirs. So okay, it's secure. Yeah, yeah that, I, that kind I, of I, I think that's. I think that's what it's supposed to be, and that's kind of where the leeway comes from. So if it's like a secure grasp where you clearly have it, it's yours. But yeah, yeah. I think that's where it comes from, which makes even less sense here because the young dragon clearly has it. Tank Abbott just hooves your man <laughs> and takes it, and it's like, all right. I, I guess you're not following the rules. I guess you're just
0: doing whatever you want to do. Well, that, that's the other thing about following the rules. So, apparently, another thing I found in the background reading was that every match on this card, every match was no DQ. What? Now, they didn't tell anybody, they didn't tell anybody that. in the arena that. They didn't tell anybody on the show that. But apparently, every match is no DQ. But that still doesn't make sense. So, because why then did they have a load of spots where people were like, trying to hide stuff from the ref or yep. someone would sneak in behind the ref's back it just it wall nonsense
1: it wouldn't make sense though why actually no I can't even finish that sentence none of this made any sense guys no, none no. of this made sense so look so that was the end of the ladder match and it was 11 minutes of actually great action but for nothing yeah. then there was a weird thing that happened now look we're big fans of Ernest Miller here you know Yeah. you particular for some reason <laughs> Actually, no, it's for a good reason. It's for a good reason. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's because uh, it's he, he came out to the. Um, actually, at Road Wild. The year he came before. out, yeah, surrounded by all the all the racists, and he was just having none of it. Yeah. He wore these uh, gloves with, like, the Confederate flag on the back of
1: them. <laughs> so, Ernest Miller came out, and he was against the Great Muda. And look, I, I love the Great Muda. Obviously, everybody should, because he's cool, right? But they treated him like absolute
0: garbage. Oh my like, god! Like it was
1: just nothing.
0: They and, brought the Great Muta in from Japan and put him on the second match of the show. And with, not
1: only that, they put him in a stable with Vampiro. Uh,
0: well, yeah, yeah, we to that out as well. And the Kiss Demon. Yeah,
1: <sighs> that's what they did with the Great
0: Muta. And the worst thing is, it's not as if Sting had like a huge important angle. Like, that's why what, couldn't you just have like a really class exhibition match with? Muda two world class you know world famous wrestlers
1: like, again look we're not going to we're not going to rebook this because that's very cliche but I mean Sting versus the great Muda have that your, as your second last your second last thing yeah. or your opener
0: yep yeah. it, it, the thing writes itself <laughs> it's, doesn't it, doesn't it need a stipulation no. doesn't need a story doesn't need an angle but
1: you know? so Ernest Miller who's hanging out the back with his feet with, with these random women and then he comes out, has a match, doesn't look like he's even dressed for a match, has one, beats the great Muda, and oh then we God. go straight to Buff Bagwell running around backstage going, where's my mom, where's my mom? And you're like, what? And then it that Chris Canyon ha- has her on a... Tied to a forklift. Tied to a forklift. Chris Canyon come out and then they have a match. Where it's no, they did say she was going to be on a pole. That's how they advertised it, and obviously she wasn't strapped to a pole. She was just on a forklift. So how would you even? I
0: don't even know. How I like, don't even how, know. It was, but, logistically, how would that work? But what was weird
1: is so you didn't have to grab, you didn't have to pull her down or anything like that. You just had to like hit, like take her down, and then. But I think it was a pin, wasn't it? So you had a pin and then, first, and then that, and then you took her down, and that was it. But the whole time,
0: Chris. Like who was it? it was, so, and really, it was more like a, a shark cage match than an on a pole match. Yes, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It was that's that's yeah, exactly. Uh, who was it? Kept saying. So it wasn't Chris. Oh yeah, Chris. Sorry. So Chris Canyon. It's so it's such a mess. I'm trying to remember. So Chris Canyon's gimmick was he tried to be like DDP.
0: Yeah, he was positively canyon was at positive, this stage. Exactly, yeah,
1: and that was his gimmick, and it was so off putting as well because. DDP had uh, a valet right I think it actually was his wife in real life I'm not too sure and Mark again Mark Madden was like oh you know Judy Badwell could be uh, I can't remember DDP's wife's name but who wouldn't want to be uh, like DDP's wife and you're like this is such a weird, such a weird way to call this match. What are you doing? And the whole time I was just really distracted by it. I'm like, do you want to get with DDP? Is that what's going on here? Anyway, and then um, I'll tell you what, though, for all the terrible things oh, it's just, man, said it, about it, just said so, it, it was just so, it was just so bizarre. I'm like. Okay, it I was. Un- I understand you're, you're calling a match where a woman is on a forklift <laughs> and you have to say something to get it over, but I'm like, that's a weird way to go about it. Like, But then again,
0: oh, what do you say, you know? Well, the thing is, for all the terrible things said about women on this show, I think this match in particular was just so ridiculous that I actually actually found it hilarious when Canyon came out and he said, uh, this is supposed to be a Judy Bagwell on a pole match, but I couldn't find a pole big enough... That would support that big fat battle axe. <laughs> so I so I put her on a forklift. Are you all right up there? Yeah, battle axe. <laughs> <laughs> Canyon's
1: the best. Oh God, man. God. Canyon's the best. He's so funny. You
0: know, <laughs> look, Bagwell
1: and Canyon actually had a great match. That's the worst that's, part. That's the worst. The part? match yeah. was really good. It, it was, all the it was stuff. De- Really good might be a push to the bed. No, but, but I mean all the, match. I mean all the stuff around the nonsense was great so the outside stuff was great the
0: in-ring stuff was great it was when genuine, these, at the very start when they went out of the ring and around the crowd genuine intensity like yeah. real you know felt like a real fight at stages it, it was when
1: they had to incorporate the ridiculousness of what they were doing that's when it it fell apart so here tell me this when did um when did David Arquette come out was it during this so, match yeah, so David was, Arquette okay, yeah, rocked such,
0: out. Yeah. Um, I mean, the match is only six and a half minutes long, mother of God. So, David Arquette came out um, and. Former sh- former world
1: champion, remember? They former. Made the, they they, they made to make a point of that.
0: He came out dressed as a builder? Oh, maybe. Oh, the forklift, maybe that the was forklift. the forklift. But then he came out to DDP's
1: music as well, because DDP's music played pretty much three times for some reason.
0: Yeah, and. Um, and then, yeah, he sort of hung around out the side, and then cracked uh, uh, Bagwell with a with a helmet. No, no reason. No, no. reason.
1: He just show, and even a commentator like, well, he's filming a movie next door, and he just pops in, and you're like, I can't believe you said that. I can't is, believe, is that that, what,
0: I can't believe that was words <laughs> that came out of your mouth. Is that what happens in this sports competition? If you're a celebrity, you, you just show up. You can <laughs> pop in and interfere that's how they like, said
1: it they're like yeah he's filming a movie next door so he's just here now and you're like, okay um I
0: yeah guess. so he came that's in that. to assist canyon uh didn't work out no canyon canyon lost yeah. like you say actual in-ring stuff uh, a pretty decent match and then obviously just again for no reason maybe just to pop the crowd Canyon and, drops a, and a cutter I, I, on
1: our cat, and I've never heard a man so sad that someone couldn't be some like a facsimile of another man's wife. <laughs> Markman screaming, Judy will never be like DDP's wife, and you're like, What are you saying? What are you doing? Just stop. Yeah, <laughs> it's just oh my god, such a you know. It's such a weird, weird way yeah. to call that match. But anyway.
0: Yeah, and it was pure WCW. Well, oh, not even pure WCW. It was pure Russo WCW. It was two decent in-ring guys trying to make the best of just the absolute nonsense they had been saddled at. The next one,
1: actually, though, was... Uh, th- so, the next match and then later on kind of a follow-up to it. Was what my I just checked out completely. I actually hit the skip the skip button on yeah. this one. The fair because it was just again. Didn't I, miss, didn't, I, miss I didn't miss anything. Uh, no, chronic. Apparently, all their move sets are drug references, which I didn't get. But apparently, they all are, which is weird because none of the guys, none of those guys, look like they'd be necessary you know, pot smokers. They look like big at, actual athletes. Yeah, they're not like super chill or anything. No, they're really intense. They're <laughs> like really be, uh, intense and aggressive. And they're just like oh, four twenty drop. You're like.
0: No, it's like, it's, lads, are, are you sure it's chronic? You're doing. Are you yeah. sure you shouldn't be? You sure you shouldn't be called meth? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no, but like you know,
1: the move should be like about killers and stabs and you know stuff like that. Because they look like they're. But I don't know, man. Like it's just so weird. It, it just didn't fit. You know, uh, Sean Stasiak, me came out with Chuck Palumbo, which a oh, terrible pairing. I did like Shawna though and Mark Jinrak. That was a cool. Like it's funny because a lot of these guys would actually show up in WWE later on, doing yeah. better things and would be part of the rootless aggression error. But um, this match was not good.
0: Not good. No, it was, it not was good. twelve it was minutes. It was the to watch. Yeah, it, it was good. a goddamn mess. Um, like it, it, seeing these multi-man matches, they have to be really well worked. Like yes. so, we saw Revolution last week. We talked about the. A uh, six six man tag no not the three tag team match with the um, Red Dragon Bucks and Jurassic Express yes and that if like that stuff has to be worked out and executed perfectly for it not to be an absolute mess yeah and this like, was a mess but have I have a point and this was
1: a world title match as well which made it even worse like look the. Chronic were the champions, and to be fair, they would remain the champions pretty much up until WWE, and then would be battered by the Undertaker and Kane in like two minutes. Um, but this this whole thing, man, it's yeah, it's and then ridiculous. of course there's the
0: whole issue with the um with the the filthy animals and Disco Inferno as the special guest ref. Oh, uh, which would come back. Which would come and he back. wouldn't. He he wasn't even necessarily picking one team that he was favouring with his like slow counts and stuff he just seemed to be being a jackass to everyone oh man
1: and the thing with the worst I don't even know why they did this but he would they would come back later on in the night and actually get involved in important matches
0: yeah and, and I don't know maybe it doubly maybe it annoyed me more than it should have just because Inferno is such a prick these days <sighs> um, but then it ended with uh, one of the guys from the Filthy Animals ran in and just put it. Put no, not the Filthy Animals. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the team, but one, one of the guys ran in and just put on a ref shirt and did the count. And you're like, all right, at least it's over.
1: Yeah, um, the next match was Billy Kidman and Shane Douglas. Here's the thing, man, right? So I was watching this and it's funny you brought, you brought up Revolution, right? Because I'm like, wow, this is a really kind of cool parallel where we talked about a great strap match and then one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, man. it's annoying... I we've talked about how much we like Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman was great. I really like Shane Douglas. Yeah, Shane I Douglas could work. Genuinely, do not know why they put someone who's known for high flying in a strap match. You
0: you have my goddamn notes. That's oh. literally literally just what <laughs> I have written. Down. Literally, what's on your notes? Literally, have down here Billy Kidman, a high flyer why put him in a match
1: where he can't fly? No, and and where they literally, and there's some really disturbing spots in this as well. Again, like oh, so Billy Kidman's supposed to be, so this is like a, a revenge porn angle, I think, where Billy Kidman has shared intimate images of Tory Wilson, which again,
0: is a yeah. horrendous, disgusting so, so there's, angle. There's, whole, there's a whole thing, like again, we don't watch the Nitro, so I don't know no, what the story is. There's a whole thing through this about a sex tape, yeah, and a sex tape being released, and it's just, I mean, back in the noughties watching that, you were probably like, Oh, but I mean, this week, uh, I think it was literally just last week that Stormont, the uh, assembly in the north, made that like a crime.
1: It's a crime in Ireland <laughs> as well, it's been a crime for a while. <laughs> and you're like, uh, Wrestling, I was like, you, you, You'll do 20, you'll do like what? I think it's, yeah. it's, it's either like. 10 jail. or 15 years i'm like jail <laughs> a, no wrestling match jail it's like okay oh man it's yeah. wild it's again w- we're looking at this from the mindset of 2022 which makes it more funny in certain ways you are like i can't believe this was like real but also yeah. just like what were you thinking it just doesn't age well It just genuinely no. it does not age well no. but the worst part of this wasn't even that that was Bad by itself. Tori Wilson gets battered by Billy Kidman, which is very uncomfortable to watch.
0: Well, he he kind of spanks her with the with the strap. Ah, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, it's still not a good thing to, to see. No, it's like, not, he, not good. But it's... He, he like he's supposed
1: he's supposed to be a heel, but he gets cheered, and then he does that and gets cheered more, and you're like,
0: I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I I tell you what happened at the end as well. Um, so. After the match, again, like like you said earlier, this couldn't have happened on a worse week because we just seen one of the best dog collar slash strap matches ever last week, mm. and and now we're watching this. Um, but this ended with a really convincing looking, so, kind of gruesome, yeah. hanging. Oh yeah, angle. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's up there. Man, it's up there with Undertaker, Bossman for uncomfortableness.
0: And it was so realistic looking and so uncomfortable that that deserved a great angle. Yeah. It deserved better than than this. I, look, again,
1: Shane Douglas, Kidman, two of the low-key greats, I think, where they've done so much and they were so innovative. They just were given garbage and went and did what they could do, you know. But you're right, in the in the space of a week, you know, if you're listening to this show, you've you've heard... You know why a great dog collar match strap match works and why they don't, and everything in this match is like an eight minute, nearly nine minute
0: blow by blow of things not to do because <laughs> it, it doesn't work. You know, and everything is wrong about it. So even like we said, the match wasn't great. The sort of subtext around the around the
1: story of the, the angle wasn't yeah.
0: great. Yeah. Um, but even the. The commentary got the tone entirely wrong in this. So, Kidman sold that hanging like disturb- he was been hung, disturbingly well. Like and they were cracking. jokes. He was panicking.
1: And they were cracking and jokes the whole time.
0: Yeah, he's hanging there. His feet are dangling off the ground. He legit looks like he's been choked. And uh, Madden comes out with, "Oh, well, at least Kidman can say he's well hung." Oh, you know, like, you know, and look, it's just whether that's funny or not, like that should have been a point where that's where you use the super serious oh my god folks we're sorry voice you know so look folks
1: if you are listening to us here on phoenix 92.5 fm we are going to have to take our break here again if if you're checking us out here what are you doing go over to near media the wrestling where you can get the full show and of course we'd love to have you guys live as well if you're listening to us on the stream we're going to keep going uh because obviously we're not going to take a break um but yeah if you are to check us out on phoenix 925 fm please do go over to the youtube channel and subscribe like the channel that really helps us as well and if you want to get in contact with us all the details are there where you can ask us to review something as well but we are going to get back finish this go and check out the podcast um when it's available yeah, you have nothing else to do on a saturday you like nerd things so check out nerd to know basis here on phoenix 92.5 fm 5 p.m to 6 p.m and then head over to nerd to for all of our shows as part of the nerd to know media radio network thank you for listening to a nerd to know media production Let's keep going there. So, as you said, you know that's Road where on. that's where you would have the super serious, push. or even Giovanni Shelton going, "Oh my God, folks! You know he's you know this business. This has really um, what would he say? He wouldn't do the JR it's thing. Too goes, far. This has gone too-, too far. Yeah, he's gone yeah. too far. He, uh, you know, he's not messed around anymore. This has gone too. You know, can we get somebody out here to stop this? Crossing the line. Yeah, it was know. like no. It was you know you know who should have been there. I'm going to say this now. You know who would have made this better? Who? Mike Tanay well yeah Mike Tenet but Mike you can say that about any well yeah Mike Tanay makes everything better but I mean like if he had been there because like Shivani is a great is a great commentator he's one of the best of all time. I love Tony Shivani but yeah. I mean like he gets he's not the straight guy you know like like um, like Mike Tanay was Mike yeah. Taney would have been there the whole time. Take Mark Madden out and go no, right? Have him there, and that would have been a cool you know for those moments where it's like okay, look, we're joking around, but this is serious. And if you actually look at the, and we will see it on the TNA shows when stuff like this would happen, Mike Taney was brilliant at that because he was there w- with Don West, who was who would make more jokes than anyone in wrestling period. But yeah, Tanae would always bring that. Level there, no matter how look, and TNA was more ridiculous than WCW points, but there would still be that point where it's like, look, no, we're serious things here,
0: and this is yeah, a well, moment
1: where it would have benefited the,
0: from it. The the jokes don't land if the whole thing is a joke. Yeah, exactly. You know, like
1: exactly. If if everything is five stars, nothing is. If everything's a joke, nothing is. And exactly, it's just such a tonally, it's just weird to see a man. like, for example, it's like someone getting power bomb through fifteen, which we saw it. someone get a power bomb through like four tables and then they make a joke and it's like yeah well this doesn't matter you know and, and that's what kind of got it here with this as well the subtext of the show was look yeah okay great they're doing this but it's all fake,
0: it's, you know, fake. yeah it's all fake and then you're it's like it's all it's all the stuff backstage you need to care about exactly
1: yeah you know, no matter those that lad getting hung out there it's not that big of a deal you know and you're like yeah. wait what what it's such a weird it's such a weird thing. Where it's like the obverse of WWE where it's just like nothing else matters but WWE and whatever we say happens in the ring is real compared to everything that happens in the ring isn't real, everything backstage is real. It's it, it's a weird role reversal that they've done. Major Guns defeated <laughs> Miss Hancock in a mud rip-off clothes match. Yep. Mud rip-off
0: of their clothes match, excuse me. Um, Yeah. This was so, so I don't think anyone expected a great match out of this, but uh, I mean, straight into it, like the commentary was already joking that this is a terrible match. Um, oh, you're gonna see a great technical bout, <laughs> blah blah blah. And then Mark Madden went full into his hey, it's like steamboat flare, except I want to see them naked. Yeah, and a, so that's a, that was, that's a, that was a line, that's,
1: that's a line he said, all right
0: then repeated this five or six like he started coming out with all these classic matches it's like it's like savage you know savage Hogan except I want to see them naked it's like Sam Martino and whoever except I want to see them naked oh my god it
1: it was disturbing it really was and again you know when the when the pinfall mercifully happened he doubled down um, yeah it looked we're not going to try to blame him, obviously, but again, nobody was telling them what to say, so it nearly makes it worse. It wasn't like when there's a bad call in WDB and you're like, yeah, well, Vince was shouting at him. It was just kind of like, there was no oversight, you know, and it just, it was, I will have to say, look, from a match perspective, it was six minutes. I don't know why it started in the ring. I was very confused by what the rules were. Like, they didn't really kind of go over them. So, there, so basically, the match started in the ring and you're both wearing these camo outfits. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so it's like an evening gown match where they pull all the clothes off and then that's it. But no, they had to pull all the clothes off in the mud bat that was up at the up at the entranceway and then also pin them. Yeah. I, I, but it, yeah, very, it was never made clear. It like, was
0: never made clear. It's like, so... Can you pin them without the mud? Can you pin them in the mud if you don't pull the clothes off? Like, yeah, I mean, it, was probably, just, it was just... We're made probably no overanalyzing it. Well, no, I'm like, that's what we do, right? But I'm like... So
1: eventually, it did. It did end when the clothes were pulled off in the in, and the pinfall happened. But it's the only one of those matches that I've ever seen where there was a pinfall. Because usually, it's just they roll around for a while and pull off the clothes, and then th- that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then they. Oh! No, and you and cover they yourself. Yeah. And they it, run off. It's just like.
1: No, Did it there was no, um, there was no agent going. Listen, ladies, you don't have to do all this. You know, like, this is necessary, but of course there wasn't. There was nobody planning any of these matches. These just kind of happened.
0: Um, the uh, so the match itself, if, if we can even call it that, dreadful, even by yeah. uh, sort of the standard of divas matches at the time. This was the movements are are awkward and stilted. Um, it's actually, do you know what it was? It was actually a dangerous match because neither of them could work. And in fact, I think Tori Wilson, she actually did end up getting injured. Um, so they go for a. She takes. It a wasn't Tori
1: Wilson. It was uh, Tylene Book. Oh, and, miss, and miss Major ha- Guns. Sorry, yeah, 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 Major Guns was uh, Tylene
0: Book. And Miss Celine. Hancock was obviously Stacy Keebler. Stacy Cabler. Um yeah, so Major Guns runs at uh Keebler or Miss Hancock at the time, but Keebler. and it, it looks like she's she's doing a, a kind of a back body drop into the mud, but she kinda of only slides over and all, almost goes face first down into it. And apparently somewhere in that whole malaise, um Major Guns got uh uh injured. Is, but I this was a this is a dangerous match between two people who could not work. Well, neither one of
1: them could work, and then also, as I said, there doesn't look like there was any agent explaining the match. And then at the same time, you had the the very real, you know, elements of mud. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a lot of mud. I have had
0: many a mud fight. So of course, I'm I'm a country boy.
1: But I mean, like, I remember we were shooting Game of Thrones, and we were uh, we were doing one of the battle scenes. And you have four hundred people walking up the first time, it's fine. The second time, it you you just it's sliding everywhere. The third time, you can't walk. So I mean, like mud is not easy. Mud is not an easy thing um, to work
0: in or around. And well, one of the you know, uh, so I used to do a lot of like um tough mudder and Helen back and Spartan run and do those obstacles. Oh yeah, so you would yeah you'd know all about that man. So. Like. One of them that they have down in, I think it's Stradbally uh, and Leash for Hellenbach. back. One of them is just it's just a hill, but it's just a really crappy muddy hill, <laughs> and that's the obstacle. Just getting up that is an obstacle on its own. Yeah,
1: I believe it. I believe it. Like it's, and again, there should have been some kind of, you know, we can talk about that all day, but it's it's an indictment really of WCW where they're like, you let two women go out there who shouldn't have been out there. No, like. and look, put them out in a tag match.
0: With somebody who knows what they're doing.
1: Even, to even look, even an evening gown. If you want to do the 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 clothes thing, evening gown match, the wedding yeah. dress match that they had a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago was grand. because it's, like, it's not dangerous. It's that's yeah. it. You know,
0: there you go. You know, but fine. this this <laughs> this had layers to this. So, so the match was awful. The whole commentary thing was was reprehensible. Obviously the pull-and-close-off thing isn't great in, in the light of 2022. It, look, but, it,
1: it's, it's never a good match. <laughs> it's never, but even, you know.
0: Even after that, <clears throat> this bloody escalated because then they went into a goddamn miscarriage angle. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, they did, didn't they? So the match ended when Stacy Keebler grabs her stomach and keels over and starts screaming and Major Gunn starts panicking. It's like, oh, my God, help her. Um, and an ambulance comes out and it, this is a bloody miscarriage angle now which is, I mean, even by 90s, noughties standards this is just unbelievably tasteless Yeah. and then it gets even worse because f- effing David Flair shows up Oh yeah, well I mean
1: ladies and gentlemen, on your WCW bingo card hopefully <laughs> you, you, you had David Flair because you knew he was going to show up you didn't know when, but he shows
0: up. He's he's there. So, um, so in but all... yeah, this was just layers so layers, layers all... of terrible.
1: So, in all transparency, when I was watching this, I uh, flicked through some of the worst parts of it just because I was like, I I can't watch this anymore. And I actually skipped through a match because <laughs> when you hit the WWE <laughs> network and you, you it skips thirty seconds, right? So after that absolute train wreck that you just described I was like alright it's probably going to be a video package or something skip and then I'm like alright Lance Storm I'm like awesome cool and I'm like wait hold on no something's wrong here and I went back and I just saw Sting like you know when you're scrolling through and you see a face I'm like wait Sting wasn't on this so I, I scrolled back and sure enough there was a match <laughs> and it wasn't a match it was 50 what is there 52 seconds
0: Two 50 seconds yeah
1: of, of this the Sting and the Demon match. And I'm like, uh, what happened
0: here? So, one of the interesting things is that Sting comes down from the rafters on a, yeah. like, repels down on a wire. Yeah. And when he gets down, he's attacked. And for this second, well, not second match in a row, if you take out the Major Guns Miss Hancock match, for the second match of the night, separated by one match, They've done another hanging angle where they try to use the wire he comes down on to wrap it around his neck and and, and, and lynch Sting. But I mean, fair enough. It was an ODQ match, which we'd later find out
1: would be the case. So that's okay. But why did the the, the demon just wasn't over? What was. Like, what was this?
0: I think this was them fulfilling a contractual. Uh, obligation to have the demon on a on a certain number of of pay per views,
1: but I think you know again it goes back to my firm belief that none of these matches were planned out. Oh, yeah, there was no Look agent booking this. these matches because <laughs> the match just ends, and I I swear, folks, watch it; it just ends, and comment. The commentary team are like,
0: "Oh, it's over, Scorpion drop, that's it," and you are like, "Wait, do you th- think do you think Sting? Because Sting, uh, like, he knows when something's." On the pot and he'd put an end to it. So obviously, he had that match with Jeff Hardy, TNA. Where he just, he's, this isn't going anywhere. Do you think Sting showed up, saw the shambles that this was?
1: Yeah, he was probably
0: like, went up was to like, the Demon and said, "I'm going to come to the ring. I'm going to do my death drop, and I'm going to leave."
1: I think so. I, I, yeah. I, I, think they called it in the ring. I thought, or as you said, just before they went out, they're like, "Here, we're just, we're just getting, we're getting out of this. We will go get some food or whatever," um, <laughs> <laughs> because, like, man. I can't explain it. Like, again, I missed it because I was just flicking through. And it's so short that when you skip on the WWE Network, you miss it completely.
0: So complete train wreck. Complete train wreck. And then somehow, uh, even once it's over, all these guys run in who have no connection to Sting or the Demon. No. no, No. There's no connection there. No. And that somehow becomes yet another chronic tag team match. Later on. Uh, on, on this show, not yeah. on, on Nitro, no. on this goddamn show.
1: Yeah, it would set up the Dark Carnival and Chronic after after a match that makes even less sense than anything we've talked about. So, yeah. so Lance,
0: the, they would all run in and it would set up a match that features neither the Demon nor Sting.
1: No, just uh, groups that they're loosely associated with but don't actually hang out with. But Anyway, so the next match, you know, to be fair, this... this po- rebooking this this should have been the main event or should have been a co-main event or should have been awesome because it kind of was until it wasn't so lance storm was built the best i've ever seen him actually he was built as a champion and again lance storm as a champion is a weird statement um which is unfair it really is lance storm's great oh yeah mike or mike awesome again actually looking like a proper killer but it was for the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship or the WCW Canadian Championship, which he obviously renamed, which I think that's a cool gimmick that someone should use. You know, for the US belt. They should be like Slap a uh, yeah, yeah uh, sticker over it. You know, like if I actually they did it in WWE game one, and Seamus won it, he called it the U the the European title or whatever. And I think more more wrestlers should do that as like a easy cheap heel. You know, you're like, no, this is the <sighs> You know, the, the US or like it's the belt it should be you know, whoever wins it should they just drop a thing on it. I think it would
0: be cool. I'd I'd like to see someone win the uh, NXT UK title and slap like a tricolour over. it or That
1: something. would be cool. <laughs> well, that would be awesome, you know, or this is the EU belt and they're like really yeah, fond of the Europe. EU belt. you know. The they're like, belt. No, the, <laughs> I mean like you can do stuff like that, it'd be fun, you know. But um yeah, so this is what they did and I think it, it is a cool angle, but it was undercut by complete nonsense. So basically, there was some lad there reading out the rule book of Canadian rules. Now, n- what yeah. they normally do is when you have these kind of matches, they explain them. WWE would actually do this a year or two later with Mark. Do you remember William Regal's feud with Jericho, Marcus Queensbury yeah. rules? So they would actually do this angle a year later in WWE, but actually
0: done correctly.
1: It was on like a, a rebellion and, show
0: and or insurrection. Not only, not only done correctly, done um sort of reading the room yeah. because Lance Storm was the goddamn crowd favourite here he was over as all hell and they did everything in this match to make him the heel and it just made no sense like by all means do this match do a Canadian rules match you know where Lance is a heel and you know other Canadians are are helping him win but don't do it in bloody Canada where where he's over
1: no 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 here's what would have made more sense Doing a straight barn burner match here, right? Where Mike Awesome cheats, right? 100%. And then what happens is Landstorm is, they kind of do a double turn, right? And then the next night on Nitro, they do Canadian rules where it's like, oh, I get an automatic uh, rematch, but we're going to do it under Canadian rules. And then you can even have your turn again, where you have to double swerve. I mean, if you're going to do nonsense like this, at least think it out. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it and
0: having no plan. But the worst part is Bret Hart had already spent a year and a half showing them exactly how to do the face in Canada, heel in the U.S. thing. Yeah, he'd already showed them how to do it. Yeah, it's
1: just. Uh, but the worst thing as well, like every t- so, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't see this. So we would later find out that Canadian rules is no disqualification but all matches were it's good no disqualification anyway. You had to score a five count and then the referee you'd have to answer a ten count after that and then yeah. but the match would end if you went through a table and there was champion advances. So it was just <laughs> It was just ridiculous. So Mike Awesome won the
0: match like four times? Easily four, it's, four it's times, four or yeah, five times. So he he had a he won on a DQ. Oh, sorry,
1: and there's no submission either. You can't win. with And then submission.
0: he won. He won on a submission. He won on a pinfall. Um, yeah. So he he, he won. I think four times. Yeah, and, and then, then he,
1: and then he put them through the table. But because they went through the table at the same time, Land's they had to answer won. the ten count. Yeah, and on won because he answered. Yeah. So basically, if you went through the table. Um, there would be the 10 count and the first person to get up one,
0: right? So completely not... See, see, unless it's done really well, a 10 count is a momentum killer in a match. A 10 count in a last man standing match is a cool
1: idea, but you have to kill each other. <sighs>
0: It Has to be done really well. Yeah, yeah. you have to kill uh, each other. You know? I hate it when you're like three minutes into a last man standing match and someone does a suplex and the referee starts going, "What is it?
1: Like, Come on, nobody's yeah. nobody's. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he's fine. Get a, you know. Um, but no, this was just. It was it was a shame because like the parts were all there. They oh. and it, it was just so stupid. It was a, I, a straight match between these two would have been fantastic even a Canadian rules match right now again or you know what actually it would have been good but they wouldn't have done it Mike Awesome saying right we're not doing a Canadian rules match we're doing an extreme rules match or we're doing a Pittsburgh kind of match or whatever you know or Philadelphia style match
0: um, yeah well call that would make sense ECW. because in in Canada he's automatically the heel yeah yeah. You know, so he could have come out and said we're not doing a Canadian rules your rules are stupid we're going to do a wherever I'm from rules match or, or you know
1: because you know, again there was the big ECW chance as well every time they went for weapons so I mean like if they wanted to get heel, like heel heat there but again I don't even know who was heel and who was face no, the, I crowd mean, was, the crowd was the chanting for Lance Storm so I mean if they really wanted to get fire on this and get Lance Storm winning have Mike Austin awesome gone we're not doing Canadian rules we're doing Philadelphia rules because we're American And then it would have obviously got the ECW thing done. Got got Lance over as the the face for being in Canada and representing Canada. And then the next night you can rotate that. And then he's like, well, no, you beat me last night. But because we won, we're going to do Canadian routes. It's like, just talk about it. Like logically. And you'll see how it makes sense. But they didn't. What they did here, everyone was just left deflated and confused and angry. I wasn't angry, but I was like...
0: You've well, just was, killed both these guys for no reason. I'm and, and disappointed because, man, yeah, this I pay-per-view needed needed a good match. And Landstorm and Mike Awesome. if you just let them at it, yeah. could have had a great match. Um, and then the confusion was compounded then. <laughs> so uh, the match ends and then Bret Hart comes out. Yeah. And they're like, oh, which side is he on? Bret's Canadian, but he's always been like, you know, yeah, a fighting, fighting yeah. champion, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. So he comes out and he hugs the heels. Oh. So this is a, a heel turn by a returning breath, but in front of a crowd that's cheering them to the hey heaven. Like, uh, I mean, we could do a whole video on how WCW just screwed up Bret Hart, but um, ah, this was inexplicable. It was just crazy. Crazy,
1: crazy, crazy. And then The Great Moodle came out again. And not only did they embarrass them first time around, but they embarrassed them. I have to say, Vampiro looked deadly on this, actually.
0: He looked really cool. Yeah, I, I thought Muta was... I didn't think he looked as bad in this match. No, but I mean, like, what was the point?
1: Oh, zero. Like, what was the point? Again, like, yeah, okay, it was a random title shot. <laughs> who, who wanted now, to they, see Chronic twice? Now, keep well, Keep in mind, right, there was a four corners match. And obviously, the, the participants in that four corners match had earned their opportunity to to be in that match and they obviously had to do a four corner which is never a good way I I don't I don't like fatal four ways anyway right but so if I'm in universe on one of those teams I'm like geez we got kind of cheated out Muda just shows up and gets this for hitting your man like it's ridiculous you know and it, it wasn't like it was just a random match it was for the belts this was the second tag championship match of the night but the other thing was that
0: chronic suggested it like yeah why you're the you're the you're champion. champions you, you won your match you have your belt you're in Vancouver off you go and head off and get some poutine and a pint like yeah it's it just makes no sense it, it but
1: you no know, so vampiro and muda actually won <laughs> yeah. so they're the new they're the new champions. So Muta must be sticking around, is he, at least? I don't know. I like, Did Chronic they, win them back, like on Nitro or something? Well, apparently Thunder went under. So, what, what, so from watching this, th- what they did after this and before it, they didn't know what they were going to do. So they were... Ta- surprise, surprise. So they taped some Nitros before and some Thunders after and would actually fill out the stories. So a lot of this stuff was actually filmed Elf Sequence so yeah I know imagine showing up for that you're like (laughs) what is going on so a lot of the stuff that happened on this show wouldn't be addressed or would have already been addressed earlier on in the night or just afterwards because of the way they were taping everything
0: bizarre you know it's one of the things that um, so yeah I'd I'd heard that that they because they were and money they decided to stop or not stop thunder but that thunder would be taped Along with Nitro, yeah, um, but apparently that only made Thunder even worse because that's like that's a six-hour filming thing now, <clears throat> and by the time it comes around to Thunder, like the crowd's just
1: dead. I remember, like I, they- I, w- I remember, I went to the Impact Zone a couple of times, and uh, it was mad because when you're there for six hours taping, oh. and it's months out in advance, and you're like, it's just it makes wrestling seem really fake, like. I, I love the impact zone. I really did. I thought it was great. But I mean, like, it makes wrestling seem so fake when you see them come out. Like, you know, It's very hard to explain. It's like you've seen them have this match, and then they come out and they're wearing different clothes, and you're like, this. It just breaks. It breaks the illusion. Hi, folks. It's Thursday. It, yeah. It breaks the illusion completely. You're like, no. <laughs> so your brain rejects it. You're like, no. So it's it's, yeah.
0: it's one thing that worries me about um, rampage. Mm. I really think that they need to get to the stage now where rampage is is separate. You know, yeah. it's doing its own, its own thing, touring. I, you know, I, I know it's only an hour show, but sure. Yeah. Do you know what? Ta- tape rampage and dark. Yeah. You know, and then leave dynamite to be its own. I I think
1: uh, they'll do that with Ring of Honor. I think that will kind of make it a level itself eventually. You know.
0: Yeah, I hope so because I think Rampage could be an awesome show um, but you can just tell sometimes that the crowd is spent so speaking of which
1: Kevin Nash, Goldberg at Scott Steiner so Goldberg <laughs> apparently had an injury and they saw that he was in a car crash or something and uh, he came out with his ribs eventually but this is where for me, and I was watching that Walk Culture video and I agree with Simon on it he's like this is when WCW died and I agree yeah. At this point, it's, it's just incomprehensible. It's literally like someone stopping whatever show you're watching on Netflix, just say. Just say you're watching a movie on Netflix. And the whole cast just stop and look at the camera and go, so look, none of this is real. um, And you're an idiot for what
0: thinking it is. Yeah. And that's kind of what they did. So this was this is obviously and I I hope modern less wrestling learns from this. So this was a again, another Russo behind the scenes smarky thing. Something that he was doing kind of as a wink and a nod to the, the people on the on the message boards, you know, yeah. who kinda know the backstage stories and but that is a very, very small percentage of of the actual fan base. I mean, man, look like legitimately. Does anyone
1: over the age of, like, 12 think wrestling is real? No. <laughs> no is, and, and... is that ever, like, a thing that... Co- and it's one thing that even people say, you know, oh, you watch wrestling. You know, it's like, that's not why you watch wrestling. Not why no, you watch it's... movies, either. Like,
0: everyone yeah, knows no...
1: the Avengers aren't real. <laughs> they still watch them. Like It's, it's just... not a
0: documentary.
1: <laughs> no, and I'm just like, it's just a weird thing to engage
0: in as a company. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, but I hope, like in terms of modern wrestling, I hope that they learn from that you don't need to placate the small crowd of very vocal fans. So yeah. apparently on Twitter, eighty percent of the content on Twitter is generated by twenty percent of the of the users.
1: Oh, I believe that,
0: and I really, really hope that that uh, and and like you know the likes of Tony Khan who are big wrestling historians, I hope he's looking at this and he knows that no matter what the hell is being said on Twitter, that is not reflective of the fan base at large, you know, that's a small vocal minority I mean, you know to,
1: like there is certain things that could be done, for example um, Triple H a couple of years ago had that promo where it's like, me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching Yeah, and it's like that's I mean that's pretty clever, right? That's a funny little line, but
0: yeah, you know, I like uh, I like Jade Cargill's um, manager, uh, Smart Mark Sterling.
1: Yeah, like they're, they're you know little <laughs> kind of little nods and winks are are grand, but this it just again it's like watching the Battle of New York in Avengers and them all just stopping and going, you know, call yeah. them, call them by their real names. You know, oh hey Chris, so, oh Robert, this is great Yeah, yeah, so look, look
0: So for any, a, you know. for any listeners who who Don't know what we're referring to or haven't seen the match What happens is Goldberg comes out um, Scraps about A bit with Kevin Nash Kevin Nash goes to put him in the jackknife powerbomb And yeah. then rather going up for the jackknife Goldberg pushes him off yeah. Says, oh this is bullshit Walks out of the ring Russo comes running down and tells him Get back in that ring, do your job He tells him to F off Yeah and the commentators the whole time are going, "Oh my God, folks! We don't know what's happening. This is real. They've gone off script. <laughs> real. They've gone off script. Goldberg's being so unprofessional." Huh. And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, you just you just killed it dead." Like, yeah. like, and the worst part is that whatever with the gays in these match, and like you said at the start, Scott Steiner come out and worked as off. Booker T and Jeff Jarrett have to go out next <sighs> and have a match for a world title. When you have just told everyone that the match is phony, that the title is phony, that none of it matters. Yeah, and that's it. And that's the. Pro- and that's when the
1: whole company, you can't because you can't come back from that. You Not. genuinely can't come back from that. It's like there's certain things that there's yeah, like it's it's that Rubicon moment, you know, where you you cross it and it's like there you go, that's it, you know. And, and the cat was out. It. And I know some people say, oh, well, Vince McMahon did that with his speech going, you know, pulling the curtain back and you're tired of having your intelligence insulted, blah, blah, blah. But there's a difference between... Now, that was... I don't think Vince should have done that. Anyway, that was a weird thing to do at the time. But they never did, yeah. they never did it during a match,
0: you know, where no. they're like, oh... And, the, and you know. even with the, we think you're tired of having your intelligence insulted, like, you could you could take that as, oh, we're going to start start doing more complex stuff and yeah. less less uh cartoonish stuff. Mm. This they overtly said this is fake. What yeah. is happening in the ring is fake. Yeah. Uh, oh. It it just And again, I, I agree
1: with the, the analysis this is where WCW died because you cannot and you notice that no one since even at the depths of TNA when it was bad had ever has ever done this again. Because you cannot you cannot sell back from this yeah, it's,
0: no it's it's kind of like you say it killed like <laughs> so then Goldberg walks out right you've done your big angle Russo has got his moment in front of the crowd Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner have to go on and have a match now
1: Yeah,
0: like have to finish this match yeah. but you've just told every like so now you're looking at these like you're just looking at two grown men playing
1: yeah pretending to fight <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, like I can't imagine what it would have been like for the crowd because obviously you know WCW didn't pipe the, the commentary through the arena like some places would yeah Um. which to be fair I actually don't think that's a bad idea I think that should just be done all the time because the poor crowd have no idea what's going on sometimes
0: yeah well exactly like so as far as the crowd know what happened here was Goldberg escaped the jackknife yeah and then just left
1: yeah <laughs> It's like, hey, where's Goldberg going? He was, thought he was winning. <laughs> it's so bizarre. No wonder the crowd didn't know what was going on. Because they didn't. No one was like, here's what's going And it wasn't like Vince Russo came out and cut a promo and going, you cannot leave. You are WCW contracted wrestler, go out or whatever. Or, But even then, you can't. It, it, nobody watches it because you want to talk about contracts. They watch no. it because they want to see who's the best wrestler.
0: This was... Terrible. Terrible idea. Everything about this was terrible. And again, it was all done to appeal to a handful of goddamn neckbeards on WCW um, online forums at the time.
1: Yeah, and look, it's a shame because as you said, the next match, Booker T and Jeff Jarrett, despite the ref bumps, which were completely unnecessary, despite the run-ins, which were completely unnecessary, despite all the weapon (laughs) spots were completely unnecessary, it actually wasn't a bad match. By nope. comparison, it was 14 minutes that was actually very watchable. And you're like, stop booking bullshit.
0: That doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? well, well, look, after that, Omega and Ibushi could have come out and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Like it was... Yeah. So, so, yeah, like, Booker T and Jeff Chard, if you just watch this match first on its own, like, apart from all the usual, like you said, WCW stuff... Run ins, bumps, all that crack. Um they had a decent match, but they did, yeah. Nobody cared.
1: It was horrible. You know, Booker T getting the
0: big win. No reaction when no he won. No one cared. No one cared. And, then, no one cared. and then people horrible. started started chucking uh, rubbish in the ring.
1: Now I think the reason why they did that, I don't think that was because Booker T won. I no, think know. No. I think they were just so fed up about the The whole what thing was crap, thought. yeah.
0: yeah I it mean, wasn't I don't think they were throwing it at Booker T. Or I think they, were, they were throwing it at WCW.
1: Yeah, and it, it sucks because it's like, you know, it's hard to explain, folks. So the crowd didn't care about either one of them because they were so annoyed about what they had just seen. Oh, you know, throughout the whole show. As as Martin said, Booker T. Wins, no reaction. But then when they realized, oh, that was it. That's the end of the show. That's when the pellets of rubbish came through. Yeah. The biggest heel of the night was the show. <laughs> oh yeah You know Russo. Well not even Russo as such, like I mean the entire show, like Ow. name name one thing that you could point to as satisfying. You know, none of it. So look none. and again, six thousand people, two thousand just didn't pay, four thousand may have paid,
0: we don't know. Um so another uh uh two was yeah another two thousand just didn't show up yeah
1: and it's just like you know I, I'm probably sitting there to like should have stayed at home <laughs> <laughs> Now, again and at least Michael Buffer made his ten million so he was happy yeah he was probably the only one who was happy
0: um, but it's it, you know like of all the like swerves and and things you can do it was. It was so stupid because like yeah, again, the analogy of uh say an Avengers movie. You're sitting watching an Avengers movie, you've been sucked into it, you're following the characters and the stories, and then the movie stopped mm. and you know, the director comes out and says, What are you doing? Yeah. This is this is a bunch of superheroes and costumes. You're a grown man. We'll yeah. Go home and do something useful. Yeah, it was
1: like, That's what it was like. It wasn't like a Deadpool joke. Going, hey, you know, that you was know. Just an it was like it fans. was insult. And there is actually a conspiracy theory online, which <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I kind of believe it. Where this was booked to actually be an anti pay per view. This was booked to actually, and the only person who wasn't told about it was Scott Steiner. where like they poor poor Scott I feel so bad for Scott Steiner where and even if he did tell him he probably wouldn't have probably wouldn't have made a difference but I mean as you said this was booked to be like oh well you think it's bad well we're going to book a show that is you're going to hate so much that's anti-show and I'm like okay well who's that to you have WWE beating your brains out because they're just giving a good product, and you book this garbage, and, it,
0: and, and it's not even like so bad. It's like funny, or so bad. It's what it's. It's just really deflating. Like I, ne- I never want to see this again.
1: So the tagline is "Our time is now." As you said, "New blood rising," an angle that was dead. So, <laughs> like, like, who's this even for? <laughs> I mean, who's it even for? You know, I, I just, I can't imagine. From a from a creative standpoint, Vince Russo sitting there and like, right, well, we have this show coming up. Okay, what's it called New Blood Rising. Okay, we don't have that anymore. Well, call it something else. You know, because they would have to get the ring and everything made up. You know, like call it something else or book it or you know. But again, I think his whole thing was, oh, this is gonna mess with the marks. You're know, like,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. You know, and again, I... they're there are a real small percentage of the fan base
1: I mean look we're talking here 22 years later right about a show that happened and it, it it's not that it's aged well it's just bizarre it's bizarre that it happened it's bizarre that it was booked it's bizarre that it was paid for and it's bizarre that and, and look maybe Goldberg was right maybe he was like look this is ridiculous
0: I'm not doing it mm. now here it's, it's bizarre that at no stage along the, the process, did nobody with any amount of influence go, lads, what are we at here? Yeah.
1: You think you know? someone would have said, listen, no, like, some of these but, ideas are good. Well, and he did. That's what Vince McMahon did. Some of these ideas are good. Others aren't. We're not doing them.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm convinced. I have now convinced myself that that's what Sting did. Sting saw like, that this is a yeah. train wreck and said, I'm getting in and out.
1: Yeah. It's like, listen... Demon, you can come with me. We can go to get waffles, <laughs> and that's it.
0: <laughs> that's probably what happened.
1: He's probably like, no, I'm not, I'm not staying around for this thing much longer. I feel bad for Muda, though. He's like, really okay. I at least I have this belt now. But
0: oh, yeah, no. apparently, apparently he didn't have, have great things to say for WCW after this. Yeah,
1: no, it's just it's the poster's hilarious. Poor Vampiro. who's was only on it for like. Five yeah, minutes.
0: Why? Why is he the? Uh, just none of it. None, none of it made sense. any sense.
1: No. I, you know, I think that's the tagline for this week, folks. Uh, new Blood Rising. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> but folks, if this is your first time checking us out, thank you very much for listening as me and Martin try to fumble our way through this absolute
0: train
1: wreck uh, of a show. I'm sorry you had to watch it on your birthday, Martin, but I hope it made COVID a little uh, bit
0: easier for you like i said this this was this birthday was a write off anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> but look you know as i said we are going to finish out this year of 2000 uh, and then we'll probably swap on to something else uh, maybe going to uh, some better WCW, some ECW, some WWE, TNA, or whatever. Uh, Let us know, guys. We, you can be reached uh, rewind at gmail.com, the wrestlingrewind at gmail.com, underscore the rewind on Twitter. Um, Nerdsnow Media is where our shows are as well. If this is your first time checking out the show, please do go over to YouTube, Twitch, and uh, subscribe. That helps us a lot. And also, you'll be able to interact with us as we're doing the show live. And um, yeah, again, spread the word of the podcast, the only wrestling podcast made by fans who don't hate wrestling. And look, even still, this is... And that's why we're
0: so annoyed by this. Exactly. Because we love wrestling.
1: We do love wrestling. And here's the thing. I didn't hate this show. Genuinely. I just, I was disappointed. I'm more annoyed that it happened because it's an anti-wrestling show and not in a cool, subversive way. Just in a, as you said, imagine watching the Avengers and them just stopping and going, you're morons. You know, know, what are you doing? You know? What are you doing? Yeah, that's exactly what it was, and that's what it is. Or watching the new Batman movie, and you know, uh, Matt Reeves coming up in like, that's your man who was in Twilight. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, you know, (laughs) he's he's a fellow dressed. Look, he's wearing a eyeliner. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing with your life? Exactly,
1: it's that kind of thing. You know, it's like no one wants that. You know, it's just it's not a thing (sighs) that that you do, and the fact that it happened is just bizarre. You know, it's bizarre, and again, but the legacy of this show. Is that it never happened again? Yeah, not one time. No matter how crazy Vince Russo would get or how bad TNA would get, they would never again do this.
0: No, and 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 we saw like little bits and pieces where, like you know, like WWE had that thing where the Undertaker came out as Mark Calloway, and they were like, "Mark, you you know, we're worried about you," and blah blah blah. But nothing ever went to this level this on the nose and this directly insulting to the fan base
1: that's what i mean like even as uh pejorative as wdb can be to fans it's never uh like or you know and again a lot of that would be all oh, we want the dispersed to win and they push her it's never like on camera where they just actually say it uh yeah. you know again it was Such a bad decision, but it kind of gives an oversight of how bad WCW was. Where it's like this is going down anyway; it nothing can stop this from falling. So
0: they're just throwing it at the wall. (sighs) Oh yeah, and like like we said at the start, nobody cared anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There was one. There was one part after Goldberg had left, where Kevin Nash was pinning Steiner. Oh yeah, Steiner's um.
1: Your one was supposed to break it. As yeah, he and she didn't and he's like, Get in here <laughs> Nash just
0: looks at her and yeah, shouts, shouts
1: get in here, yeah, yeah. Like
0: he just doesn't care anymore.
1: Like. No. It's I feel sorry for everyone there, but again, they are millionaires who definitely got paid, so you can only <sighs> feel so sorry for them. But it's more like the unfilers like tree count, who I feel sorry for. I'm like yeah. You're not a millionaire. None of you are combined you're not and this is what you have. Shivani as well. Heartbroke broke for Shivani
0: <laughs> oh, to he, you gotta listen to his uh, oh yeah
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it
0: after this he's so devastated by just this whole period of his life
1: oh man it's horrible it, it really is but like again I didn't hate it, it it's a good historical archive um, I would say look I would watch it. It, it it gets a what did they used to call it in school when someone didn't complete something was it an NG <laughs> yeah this show gets an NG for me <laughs> not good not complete <laughs> Uh, had a friend one time who like when his junior cert or something he didn't repeat something he got like a bunch of NGs.
0: Um, so they added up apparently that and then, like obviously star ratings are uh, subjective, but they added up the star ratings for the entire show. Yeah, and the whole show got seven stars. <laughs> like the whole the whole thing. If yeah. You add, if you add all the stars from each match.
1: <laughs> no, it gets an NG for me. The incomplete because <laughs> uh, for me this wasn't a wrestling show no yeah no. it wasn't it was it was an anti-wrestling show and it's
0: yeah it was it was sports entertainment taken to its extreme conclusion
1: I would say taken to a logical conclusion this is WWE this is what is going to turn into I'd say eventually
0: like it oh, eventually this is where it's going this is the same but surely even they're smart enough to go look we can rail the fans up we cannot give them what they want like we can make fun of them or call them stupid for liking certain people or wanting certain things to happen but at no point can you actually turn to the fans and say you are stupid for liking wrestling you are stupid I don't for liking know. this uh, as uh, a whole dude
1: I think I think that is on the cards oh, I think that is on the cards because again when you're and we it's wrong to, to do direct comparisons we don't do that on the show but in this specific case, when you're looking at what AEW is doing, which is literally just being exactly what the fans have wanted for the past 15 years, if not more, WWE exists despite themselves. And I wouldn't be shocked if in a couple of years when AEW... Again, all that has to happen is AEW takes over WWE. And that will probably happen soon, eventually. I wouldn't be shocked if we're looking there where some poor you-know-what has to say the line, has to say these lines. Because it could yeah. be Vince himself, he could just be like, well, here's what I really think. And who's going to tell him otherwise? Because this, this all came down from someone not having accountability. Someone yeah. should have said to Russo, absolutely no way. You're not insulting the fans we have left. <laughs> Which weren't a lot, you know? <laughs> no. And it's, it's just, I would say, look, as I said, it gets an NG for me. It gets a complete incomplete. Go back and do it again. Is what I would say if I was correcting this.
0: Yeah, it's uh, an F O from me.
1: What's that? F O. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But I would say, look, watch it if you haven't, because it is one of those things that you have to watch because it's just so unbelievable, and it doesn't get worse from here. This is the absolute depths of WCW, the depths of wrestling. Actually, this is the, uh, the, the, the this is the floor of wrestling, right? And I would say watch it. Um again there are some good moments in it, I'd say the latter match. Fair play to the lads. Uh it's always good to see Sting. Vampiro looks really cool. Great to see great Muda, because Muda's awesome. Um yeah. I feel her- you know, I feel sorry for everybody else. Yeah. They yeah, watch that's it. Watch the Booker
0: and Jarrett match first. That's a great match as know, well. Like... Oh yeah, that's a great match.
1: Uh, again, Booker and Jarrett, you know, Jarrett gets a bad rep and he shouldn't. Booker gets a no, worse no. rep and he shouldn't either. It was just what they were, they were, and what they were doing, you know? But anyway, Martin, before we get out of here, sir, we've gone long today, so obviously I'll be I'll be cutting this up for Phoenix FM listeners. Uh, no podcast listeners, of course, again, uh, if you have anything you want to talk about, please do. The underscore rewind is the best way to reach us. My Twitter is at DaraWV. Martin's Twitter is slobber Nicker.
0: Yeah, that's k n i c k c k e r just in case any pronunciation makes that sound like (laughs) something that shouldn't.
1: (laughs) And of course, uh, national Media is where you can reach
0: us as well. Martin, is there something you want to plug before we get out of here? Yes. I just want to say to everybody that hard work pays off. Dreams come true, Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.
1: That's fair. That's very fair. And happy birthday to Martin as well, guys, if you want to send him a tweet, do. Come on. Uh, And again, hashtag save Dave. Dave would have loved this. Uh, he really would have. <laughs> he would have been all over this. Probably would have had some, some great things to say. But uh, he, Dave would have five starred this. Oh, he would have. Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything about it. He would have been all over it. Um, in fact, when he hears that we've covered it, he's going to really upset that he wasn't here. We're going to try to get Dave on for WrestleMania. Obviously, we are going to cover WrestleMania this year. I have no idea what's even on the show because I don't watch it, but we are going to cover it anyway. Cody, Cody, Stardust. Oh, I'm excited, I'm excited to see Stardust back. Um, but yeah, folks, we'll be back obviously to talk about
0: uh, Fall Brawl is next. Fall yeah, Brawl I, I, doesn't. D- uh, do you know what this show, <clears throat> New Blood Rising, gets so much of the attention that I actually don't know anything about Fall Brawl. I don't know if it was good. Don't know if it was bad. Don't Either know.
1: Either uh, you know, again, what I, my process for this is: I watch them completely cold and then do a bit of uh, research afterwards. Because again, it's been twenty-something years since I've seen these shows, so I d- I'm not watching them on purpose. <laughs> I'm going in completely blind and this was the the umpteen example of it where it's just like,
0: wow. Well, well okay. the, and th- that's the safest way to do it because if you'd have done any research on this, you, you wouldn't have then sat down and watched no. it.
1: No, no, no. I, once I saw Judy uh, Bagwell on a poll, I'm like, I'm going to stop because <laughs> I will not watch this show if I research any further on this. But again, folks, I want to thank you very, very much for listening in. We'll be back next week. Here on the wrestling. we are going to True Penny Channel, Phoenix FM, and of course, Nerd No Media. Talk to you there, guys. Keep
0: Thank you for listening to a Nerd to No
1: Media production.